Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Wednesday, September 27th. I cannot believe we have almost gotten to the end of the month of September. Life is flying by. I hope you're doing well as we journey together towards Jesus. We move into the fall season and uh, we have spent this week thinking about story, actually the last two weeks thinking about story and uh, getting ready to transition into a new series uh, next week, which I'm going to give you a bit of introduction on tomorrow. But for today, I want to consider the role that story plays in the world around us. And as we do, I want to recognize that um, one of the key aspects of this story tool and learning to see our story and tell our story is not just us quickly speaking it, but us listening and observing story in other people. Our our real goal in this isn't to give you a tool that you can draw out on a napkin and you can uh, really quickly explain the gospel. That may happen for some of you, and that and that's fine. I'm not opposed to that, but that's not really the intent of this tool. That you would learn to use it to tell your story. The intent is that you would learn. We would learn to see the way our story is working, the way that God's story is unfolding in the world, and the way that uh, He's invited us into that. And the way other people are invited into that. Why is that such a big deal? Well, um, it, you just have to look at the world around us. Um, it's not ever hard to see, but it's really easy to see right now. We're in the middle of uh, a lot of division. There's going to be a Republican presidential uh, primary debate tonight, and we're going to hear lots of rhetoric on that side. That's going to be happening at the time when the government is uh, moving towards a shutdown because of uh, factions actually within just one party, let alone the fact that we have two distinct parties who uh, tend to uh, really uh, disagree with one another. And one of the problems that we have is that uh, we we rarely see people as those who simply disagree with us, but as uh, there's been lots and lots of research to show over the last 10 years or so, we started to see people who disagree with us as truly our enemies and in many instances, truly evil. We actually um, see people more and more as uh, inhuman, as uh, people who are uh, deserving of whatever they get because they hold certain views or they believe in certain ways. This is the nature of the world that we're uh, in right now. Um, There has been this kind of cycle towards what author Amanda Ripley calls high conflict, where uh, we see the other as um, as a real threat to who we are and to our uh, livelihoods. And so, therefore, we push against the other in a really uh, strong and, uh, and, and often very violent way. And that's the world that we live in. It's not uh, – I, I narrate that and uh, even as I'm saying it, you can imagine it. You can think of uh, different scenes and uh, different ways that that has unfolded around us. Um, and that level of division, that level of uh, of polarization, uh, is a real issue within the scriptures. Because what the Bible is going to tell us is that we are really all the same people. Uh, we, we 
certainly are distinct, uh, created uniquely, and uh, we certainly make decisions, some of them really bad decisions and some of them really good decisions. I'm not arguing at all that there's no distinction between right and wrong or distinction between bad and good or evil and good. But what I am making a distinction in is the fact that none of us are able to stand outside of that conversation. We all have to see ourselves within that conversation, and that's where story comes in. If we are recognizing the story that is unfolding in our lives, we recognize where we've come from, both creation and fall, both the good parts of us and the bad parts of us. And then we recognize that the work of redemption isn't something that we've done, and the work of restoration is simply something that we've entered into that Jesus is doing. That the good parts of the um, the, the story arc, if you will, uh, they, they come from him. They don't come from us. And the other thing that we recognize is that everybody else is also in the midst of a story. They're in the midst of the same story arc. The details are different, and the specifics in the way that they've handled it are different, but they, they're, uh, they're in the middle of the same kind of story. And when we recognize that we're all equally created in the image and likeness of God, that uh, there is, there's good in us, it's just not uh, all the way down to the heart of us, you know, that um, we've been created for good, but we've been broken, that um, sin has entered into all of our lives, not just some of our lives, not just the people that we like or don't like or whatever, sin has entered into all of our lives. We are um, created good, but broken, and therefore ready to be redeemed in need of redemption. And that uh, that need for redemption is something that, again, is consistent across the board for all of us. Uh, for some of us, God has worked in some profound ways. That's not based on us. That's based on him. You know, when you think about uh, you could have been born into a different family or you could have a different set of influences or you could have uh, engaged different people. You could live in a total different time or place uh, among different people. The the redemption work of Jesus is uh, is purely grace, and the fact that he's done that redeeming work in us doesn't mean that we are better than everyone else. It means that we are those who have uh, already embraced the good news of the gospel. Uh, we've already been those who have uh, entered into the life that Jesus called the abundant life. And we are then responsible to be inviting others into that same kind of life. That's uh, what, uh, what he's invited us to do. And so that process of stepping into that next phase of the story, that's not based on uh, us being good people, uh, based on us not holding uh, certain political views or uh, acting in certain ways politically, but it's based on the fact that uh, God, uh, God in his grace has invited us in and uh, we have responded to that invitation. There's all kinds of uh, theological things in there that uh, I'm, not, I'm intentionally not trying to dance around. They're uh, just kind of part of the way that we, with our, our um, very limited language, speak about the work of God and the work of man. And so uh, don't hear me making a theological statement one way or the other. I'm just saying we have entered into that. God's invited us and we have entered into it. And uh, that's, that's been part of our story.
So when we look at the broken world, when we look at um, a, a Republican presidential debate or those who side with certain candidates uh, or a uh, government shutdown or, and those who side with certain factions within the government or simply the, the world around us, people at school or at the office or in our neighborhood uh, or in our church who disagree with us, who, um, who hold a different opinion – the, the story tool reminds us that we're all part of the same story, that this is our story, not my story, not just God's story and my story, but it's actually our story. And when we start to see that, we start to recognize that people are also on a journey just as we are. And so what's our response to that? Well, I, I want to give you one simple one, and that's to listen. Ask questions and then listen. One of the uh, great disciplines of the early church fathers, particularly the desert fathers back in the early centuries of the church, as uh, Christianity was, uh, cultural Christianity especially, was spreading uh, with the conversion or at least the allegiance of Constantine uh, moving towards Christianity, there were many that were called desert fathers who escaped to the desert and uh, they uh, they really pushed the idea of silence, to just come and be before God alone and silent, just to listen. And that listening posture, they talked about being uh, something that invited our hearts to move towards God. I would argue that um, whatever it is, 1600 odd years later, that listening posture is maybe not just as necessary, maybe more necessary than it's ever been before. That, um, that we have people who, uh, who believe very differently than us. And the best way for us to engage that is to listen to them, even if we disagree with them, to understand where they're coming from, to be quiet and, uh, and begin to understand the humanity of people, to understand their story. It doesn't mean we agree with them. It doesn't mean that we even affirm their beliefs. But it does mean that as we stop and listen and we start to engage people who think differently than us, uh, we start to see that there are lots of different points of view and that uh, these conversations that are happening in the world around us, they're nuanced. They're not uh, as black and white as they originally appear. Uh, again, that doesn't mean we change our opinion. It just means that we start to see people the way that God sees people. Learning to see everyone within this story is an important way for us to be the community that God's invited us to be and invite others in to that community because there isn't an us and them. It's just us. This is our story. I pray that you would have a great rest of the day today and uh, as we move into uh, one more podcast tomorrow and then into the weekend that you would uh, have time set aside to be with him uh, and to, uh, to, to see your heart becoming more and more like his. Uh, have a great rest of the day. May the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May his spirit dwell upon you, uh, transform you, and flow from you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great day. Talk to you one more time tomorrow. Grace and peace to you.